Remember, you didn't buy it from Mahler. You paid too much. Mahler Furniture is a proud community sponsor. 98 Bolton Avenue. When you experience the loss of a loved one and you need to select a funeral home, Robinson Family Mortuary is that funeral home. Robinson Family Mortuary is locally owned and operated in the city of Pineville, Louisiana. 192 Pine Grove Drive, Pineville, Louisiana. Robinson Family Mortuary serves the entire community of central Louisiana and surrounding parishes, including Natchitoches, Avoyles, Grant, Wynn, Allen, and throughout the entire state. Robinson Family Mortuary is staffed with over 40 years of tender loving care and experience. Robinson Family Mortuary offers cremation, floral arrangements, headstones, and catering for your repast. For information regarding any of our services, please feel free to contact Dolores or Tyrone at 318-442-7300. That's 318-442-7300. Robinson Family Mortuary, a family serving families. Southern Heritage Bank is Central Louisiana's family of banks that provide that personal service in a corporate environment. Southern Heritage Bank is located 5211 Jackson Street. You can phone them at 318-561-2227. Southern Heritage Bank has a full range of services that are available such as online banking, freedom checking, 24-hour bank line. You can phone 1-800-992-7059. And we are an equal housing lender. Southern Heritage Bank promises prompt services without unnecessary hassle. Come in. Let us service your banking needs. Again, that all-important phone number is 318-561-2227. Thank you for tuning in for today's message with Reverend Larry R. Turner. If you would like a copy of today's message, you can contact the church office at 318-443-8715 to purchase a CD for only a $7 donation. Always remember, it's worth a trip to come and visit Christian Love Baptist Church, 3515 Hudson Boulevard, Alexandria, Louisiana. Welcome to Live Big Ministries, where Harry Cooper Jr. is pastor and spirit coach. We are located at 2840 Hollywood Avenue. We live in victory every day, believing in God. If you're interested in joining us in worship, we worship every Sunday at 1030. Bible study Tuesday at 630 and Wednesday at noon. We have a mentoring program if you're interested in mentoring young people at Warner Park Elementary School on Thursdays at 1230. Here at Hollywood, we believe that the loving is oh so good, so we're reaching out to the Shreveport community and the overall Louisiana community with a message of love, a message of hope, a message of encouragement. Listen now to a recent broadcast by Hollywood Presbyterian Church and Live Big Ministries, where Harry Cooper is pastor. For as long as the Spirit gives utterance, I want to preach from the topic, freedom from religion. Freedom from religion. Now, when I say freedom from religion... I recognize that that might appear to be a somewhat awkward title and concept for a message. Because we believe that by coming and becoming a part of a church, that we are relatively religious people. 
And by believing that, we also believe that others would probably benefit from being religious as well. Is that, is that right? We, we, would con we would conceptualize that going to church makes you a religious individual. And so when I say freedom from religion, someone may automatically be saying, I don't know that we want to be free from religion. Why would you ever desire to be free from religion? And so let me dig and drill down just a little bit more into the concept of freedom from religion. On one hand, that faith value system that we have can be empowering, uplifting, and enabling of people to be all that they could possibly be. When we experience God, we experience unlimited power and possibility. When we have an acceptable relationship with the divine, we are able to take that divine relationship and build upon it, and it works with us Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every day of the week. However, the converse side of religion is it impacts dogma and ideas and ideologies which traps our mind in boxes. And so when we become a part of a religion, we oftentimes put in a box our understanding and ideas of God. And so when God chooses to operate outside of that which we have established as being our part of our religion, then we automatically say that could not possibly be God. And so then we then put God in a box. Now, I, I realize that, again, that may be a little awkward, but think about the boxes that many people put God in. When everything is going good in your life, when you get blessed, when you get a job, when something happens that you think ought to happen and that you might have been praying for, you will say, praise the Lord. Am I right? So directly we can associate good things happening in our life with God. But then when something difficult happens, when a tragedy occurs in your life, when you recognize that sometimes stray bullets kill innocent children, when you recognize that there are those in our world who are hungry and who go to bed hungry in this land of good and plenty, when you recognize that there are government agencies that would rather build bombs than buildings for homeless people to live in, when you recognize that there is a country that says, go and defend us all over the world, but we will not take care of you when you come back here, when we will not adequately fund our veterans, when we will not adequately do and wrap around services for those who might experience mental illness or mental difficulties as a result of what they did for your country, then you start recognizing, well, where is God in that? Where is God when babies die? Where is God when a 
family wants to get pregnant and they can't get pregnant no matter how hard they try, no matter how many resources they have, no matter how many doctors they go to, and yet you have other people who not even trying and getting pregnant every other week. Okay, see, now I know it. Okay. I got the math right. I'm just, I said that for comedic experience, but I mean, you know, they, they seem to get pregnant all of the time with no resources. With, I mean, with limited resources, it might appear. And you're saying, where is the balance in that? What I am driving at is we have oftentimes placed God in certain boxes so that when good things happen, it's God. When bad things happen, God could not be a part of that. And what I am saying and sharing with us today is God is not this or that. God is this and that. God is in the storm and God is also in the sunshine. If you do not have rain and sunshine, you'll never see a rainbow. So what I am sharing is that God is in the midst of every experience that we have, not always as the causal agent, but in the midst of it to get us through whatever we're going through. So I am here sharing from this text in the Gospel of John, which again, Easter is not just one week. Easter, especially in a liturgical way, is about four weeks, and every week leading up to Pentecost is Easter. So you have Easter week one, Easter week two, Easter week three. This is Easter week two. So we're on Easter two. And in this text, we have a up. Of an understanding of what is occurring. So Jesus on the day in which he is resurrected and the disciples go to the tomb and see, oh, he is not there when they leave that experience with Jesus. We find them in our text today in, in the 19th verse saying that on the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jews. They're locked in a room, scared and in fear. Now, now this, is, this is real sig significant because they are locked in a room fearful of the Jews. Uh, I, let me see, maybe catch it. They are locked in a room, fearful, not of the executioners of Jesus. The text does not say they are locked in a room, fearful of the Romans, who enacted the ultimate terror upon any group of people because that is what it is intended to do. When you crucify somebody, you want everybody who might have been influenced by that to understand who is really in control. It was a death that was reserved for the worst of the worst scoundrels in a society. And so when given the choice between Barabbas and Jesus to be set free, the people, because of the depravity of their soul, said, give us the known insurrectionists and kill the Savior. And that is exactly what the government, the Roman Empire did. But these are 
disciples who walked with Jesus and followed Jesus on a regular daily basis, and they had already seen and ran to a tomb that they thought maybe grave robbers had robbed. So when given the word from, the, from, from Mary Magdalene, hey, go and see, they actually get up and go. But now after having done that, earlier in the day, they are back at home locked in a room together, fearful of the Jews, fearful of organized religion, fearful of those who practice this organized religion thing. And I can share with you that organized religion is the, is, is the enemy of creativity. It is the enemy of the freedom that God would have us to experience when it is not properly practiced. So we see the here they are, Jews themselves. Jesus lived and died a Jew. And make that very clear. There was not a day in his life when Jesus was a Christian. It may sound odd. However, it is true. He lived and died as a Jew. He, that was his life. That was the faith value system that he practiced. We learn from his faith value system, had built upon that and follow a pathway called Christianity because Jesus was the Christ, the anointed one of God. But he lived his life as a Jew. And so now, here are Jews afraid of their very own kind, afraid of the church. Can you imagine that? Afraid of the church. The place in which you should go to be healed, the place in which you should go to be delivered, the space and place in which there should be unlimited possibilities that have been granted to you, they are locked in a room afraid of the Jews. And think about how many people are locked in rooms right now. Rooms with open doors, but their minds have been locked. And they have been locked and experienced tremendous mental and spiritual thuggery by the church. Thuggery, thuggery. There are people who, if you don't believe like me, and do it like I think it ought to be done, and say it like I think it ought to be said, something's wrong with you. If you, oh, if you don't shout right, you're going to die and go to hell. If you don't live, I, I mean, this, 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 this is, this is destructive, not instructive. And it was the religious leaders that the disciples are ultimately most afraid of because they could understand the Romans doing what they did. But when you have the church folk colluding against you, the people who you think you should be 